Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. When we pray, our cause is not just to get this and that. It's that his name might be hallowed. David had a cause, not just a vision, a cause. Is there not a cause? Then he turned from his brother, this is important, toward another and said the same thing. We see two things here. First, everyone's not worth arguing with. Losers focus on winners, but winners focus on winning. Number two, it's not what people say that matters most. It's what you have to say. You can call me out of my name. You can call me whatever you want to call me. It's what I call myself that matters. So he turned away. And he began to say the same thing. And, and, you know, say it once, say it twice, but after a while, you know what? Talk to the hand. <laughs> Love them, pray for them, yes. but talk to the, the hand. hand. Yes, sir. I got to be about my father's yes. business. Mm. Verse 40, stay with me. Then David took his shepherd's staff in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. Now, a stone slung by a slinger could travel close to a hundred yards per second. Actually, that's faster than a bullet. David was like, go ahead and underestimate me because that'll be fun. He was, as far as he seemed outmatched, but he began to work with what he had. And he began to sling his sling. Only he knew what, how God had used that sling in the past. Y'all know about the lion and the bear. And what God will do is he will secretly and privately give you victories. And no one else will know about them. But, but at the right moment, all, all that track record, all that history with God is going to be the thing that, that, that propels you, you hear what I'm saying, into a level of confidence that no one else has. And he put these five stones into a shepherd's bag. Now, David may not have been big, but like I said, he was willing to work with what he had. And if all you can do is sling a rock, sling your rock. You may not look like everybody else. You might not be as big as everyone else. You, you might not be as celebrated as everyone. No one knew who David was. You may not have a name like Goliath. Goliath was roaring with a big old heavy voice. And David speaking there with a little old soft little singer's voice. Hear what I'm saying? Trying, trying to speak back to, 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 to Goliath. But, but this is important. Confidence is not walking into a situation thinking you're better than anybody else. Confidence is walking into a situation not comparing yourself to anyone else. 
And David was swinging his things like, I am an original. God made me on purpose. I know how my anointing works. Hear what I'm saying? My God is more su than sufficient for this moment. Y'all may not know it, but y'all about to find out. I'm about to surprise you up in here, up in here, up in here. Verse 44. And the Philistines, I don't know to call them Steens or Steins, I just keep changing it, but you know the group. Said to David, come to me. He's still talking trash. I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. But then David said, got to remember, he's a singer. This is a, a tenor to alto, all right? <laughs> but we're about to see the difference that godly perspective makes. We're about to see the difference between a mind that's been renewed by God's word and a mind that just thinks like the rest of the world thinks. Like I've said to you before, Everyone saw a giant too big to beat. David saw a giant too big to miss. How you look at it. Things won't get better until you start to think better. Everyone faced the same problem, but David had a different attitude. So David said to the Philistines, Philistines, them people, <laughs> you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a huge javelin. The Bible even records the weight of that javelin. You're saying, you know what, Goliath, I'm not going to deny you're big and you're strong and, and, and you're powerful, but, but, but. But, but I come to you, not in my own name, not in my own power, not in my own might, not in my own strength, but I come to you. Cancer, I come to you. Lack, I come to you. Loneliness, I come to you. In the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defied, you thought you were talking to people. But we belong to somebody. We belong to God. I am somebody, you hear what I'm saying? And the God of heaven is my God, and you're not just talking to any old, old group. We are the apple of his eye. All our days are written in a book. All the hairs on my hand are numbered. And David didn't take it personally. How you say, he didn't make it personal. Ultimately, the battle was between him and God. Goliath and God. See, what we do, someone comes against us, we make it personal. But David said, this ain't about me and you. This is about you and my God. 
Now, here's what I wanted to say to you in this real simple, quiet message. The evidence of David's time spent alone with God was not first miracles like Elijah and Elisha, but the evidence was his attitude. You can even say the miracle was his attitude. It was his attitude that got him in position to even bring the sling. But if that attitude didn't show up, he would have never got in position to fight. And there are things that are waiting for you, doors that are open to you, but until you change your attitude, you're not going to find yourself on the field. Proof or evidence of being with God is attitude. Jesus had an attitude about the cross. Yeah, yeah, they're going to put me in the ground, but on the third day. Pilate, I hear what you're saying, Pilate, I hear all that, but, but no man take my life. Who are you? Pilate, no man take my life, but I lay it down. Pilate, I, I could call for a legion of angels, boy. Don't think you got no power. Unless God let this happen, it wouldn't happen. Jesus had an attitude. And that attitude was sufficient for his cross. Do you have an attitude sufficient for the, the, the challenges God has placed in your way? Or at the first sign of, uh, of challenge or controversy, maybe a rock in your road, maybe just a, 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 a rock in your shoe. Are you going to be like, well, Lord, if you love me, this wouldn't happen? Jesus had an attitude sufficient. This is why he's called a lion of the tribe. When life starts roaring, you better roar back. You better have some stuff on the inside of you. That, 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 that God has birthed and given life to and breathed on so you can answer for the hope that's in you. And God is saying, life's going to come at you, and until you learn how to answer, you're not going to win. But David, his tenor voice in everything. All you tenors, I'm not making fun of you. It's just coming out this way. I don't know why. But actually, he was a teenager. It's probably alto facing all this base. But because his relationship with God. What I want to say to you today, as with the birth of a baby, deliverance is head first. Get your head right and everything else will follow. Does anyone hear what God is saying to Grace Church this morning? Get your thinking right. Get your attitude right. And things will begin to fall in line. Goliath will fall. But first, you got to stand up. And that standing up happens on the inside. 
That standing up happens before anyone else can see. Anyone knows your name. You got to stand up on the inside. But many of us are little shrinking violets. Not talking to you, it's the neighbor next to you. I don't know why it's coming out like, but we keep shrinking. And we so scared. So intimidated by what the world's doing and, and everything else around us. God said, isn't there not a God? Is there not a bomb in Gilead? Is there not someone, that, a savior that can make a sinner whole? Verse 46. Listen to little David. I love David. This day, not tomorrow. The Lord. Alto. The Lord. You hear what I'm saying? The Lord. Hee hee. All that. But look at God. Y'all pulling stuff out of me. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you, and I will take your head from you. David was willing to say it even if his voice shook. David was willing to say it even if his leg shook. You must decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it. <laughs> Church, I don't feel like I'm just talking today. I, I feel like God is challenging you. And I don't know the area in your life he's speaking to. But you got to want it more than you are afraid of it. And sometimes I'm still afraid. I still do it. I'll just do it afraid. Sometimes it's not all resolved in my head, but I know the right thing to do. You know the right thing to do. And God is saying, do it. 48, and we're going to be through. 48, 49. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David. Watch David. David hurried, ran, alto, <laughs> running, running, running. I mean, if an alto can do it, David didn't delay. He wasn't cautious or, 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 or worried. He hurried. And he didn't just run toward Goliath. The Bible said he ran toward the army. So he had to get through Goliath to get to the folks he really wanted to. There's some things you got to get through to get to where God wants you. But you're going to have to change your attitude. You got to change the way you think in order to do it. And he ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. If you try, you risk failure. But if you don't try, you guarantee it. And I don't know who I'm talking to. 
But God is saying, lean into this moment person. You know what I'm talking about. And there's some things you ought to do and you need to get that right mind. And you need to not just, just, just kind of act it, you need to execute it. It's great all this hallelujah, praise the Lord. But let me tell you something, when you got to make that hard decision. Now Jesus was full of some praise the Lord's hallelujahs too, but at Gethsemane. Man, he, he sweat droplets of blood. Because in his mind, he saw it before he saw it. And he saw the brutality of the cross, but the Bible also said he also saw, saw the joy set before him. And we thank God for the hallelujahs to praise the Lord, and, and I'm a praiser along with you, but you better start seeing something. You better start seeing a God that shows up, a God that's faithful, a God that will be right on time, a God that, 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 that will never fail, a God that will never leave you no forsake. You got to begin to see it. Now, I'm going to digress, and then I'm going to get back to this last verse. You know, as we looked at properties and we looked at many, you would think God would have just said to me, Derek, that's your property. No. The only thing the Lord would say to me, this is with the last building, this building, and the campus we're moving to, the only question he would ask me is, can you see it? And for the last, I don't know, four years, all the crisis we went through, I was really standing on, do you see it? I'm going to digress more. Abraham had a hard time believing God. The Bible said he was in his tent. But God said, Abraham, go outside your tent and start counting the stars. And then he said, so shall your seed be. He was saying, Abraham, you have to see it before you see it. And there's some things in life that you're going to have to see before you see. And when you see it before you see it, there's an attending attitude that comes with it. It's like, I don't care what the lawyers say. I don't care what the county does. That's mine. Because I saw it before I saw it. And when your children try to go sideways, and they will, they will. You got healthy children, they will. But you need to see it before you see it. Jesus said it this way, but when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find anyone that will see it before they see it? Anyone that is willing to, to push back and, and deal with, with unjust, un, unfair, and, and, and uh, horrible things happening on the journey too. David saw it before he saw it. And I'm not just talking about a mental exercise of the mind. That's a waste of time. I'm talking about when you let God paint a picture. I'm talking about when the Holy Spirit on the inside shows you that child shows you their future, shows you your life, and you have substance on the inside to hold on to. And God is saying, and I know I've said it already, but you need to see it before you 
see it. And when you do, there's an attitude that emerges that makes you unlike anyone else. Verse 49, and we're through. Then he put his hand in his bag and took out one stone. And the thing he had been working on. See, I don't know what you're working on in your life. What you're working on may not look like what everyone else has and may not look like what everyone else has been working on. But what you've been working on is enough for God to accomplish his purposes in your life. And he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead, the only place without armor, so that the stone sunk in and then he fell on his face to the earth. Can I say one more thing? What you allow will continue. It went on 40 days and 40 nights because they allowed it. Finally, though, someone stood up and said, I will not. This is not what the people of God ought to look like or be like. This is not a righteous example. So when David stood up, Goliath fell down. Change your mind. Change your life. John says, greater is he that is in me. That's pretty. T-shirts, people had it on it. But until you get that on the inside, I don't care how crazy it is in the nation, how crazy it is on your job, how crazy it is under your roof, greater is he that's in me. See, it's one thing, yeah, God was in Paul. Yeah, God was not only in Jesus, Jesus was God taken on flesh. You know, God was in Martin Luther. God was in Frederick Douglass. God was in all these greats. It takes faith to believe God's in me. But God wants you to take it off your T-shirt and put it in your heart. (laughs) Greater is he in me. Could you just point to yourself in me, in me, than he who's in the world. Every devil, every demon, every unsanctified, every ungodly person. The greater one is in me. Imagine our attitudes if we really believe that. Imagine how we might face today if we really, really believe that. Lots of verses in the Bible. Read through the Bible most years. But you know what? If I'm just reading every verse and none of them comes alive, what's the point? So I'm glad for your Bible knowledge and your, your, your verse memory. But until one of them come alive, and the great one to come alive right now is greater is he that's in little old me. Me that don't always get it right, can't always figure it out. Me that has a history and a past that Sometimes doesn't always look so good. But greater is he that's in me. And every giant, every foe that's in the world. 
Now here's the question, is he in you? Now you can go to a great worship service and sense the presence of God and not be saved. You can go to a church where every Sunday you experience the presence of God and not be saved. You know, it's not getting around water that quenches your thirst, it's when it gets on the inside. So you may be around it, may have been around it, and thank God, maybe your parents raised you around it. But until you take that drink, until you invite him on the inside, you can't really stand on that verse. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.